This is the Infatuation Podcast, a show where we get together to talk about Asian things that we love. This is Curtis, and on today's episode, we'll be talking fishing with Adam from YouTube's Die Hard Fishing Channel. Hey, hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Uh, we hope you're all doing well out there. Um, you know, I have a few people that I bounce ideas off of, and so I asked them point blank. I said, is my show too random? Because, like, even in this month, we've had, like, a celebrity chef in L.A. We talked a little K-drama. We just talked about starting a CrossFit gym in China. And now we're talking fishing. <laughs> so I was kind of like, is, is my audience even tracking with this at all, or is it too random? And uh, they both said that... You should just do what you love and, you know, your passion will come across and your enthusiasm. So I'm just going to keep doing it and we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think with podcasts, um, a lot of times people listen, and this might be true for YouTube too, but a lot of times at first it might be the content that they're tuning in for. But then after a while, you know, I think with YouTube, there's probably people who just watch just because of you, you know, because it's your personality and they like to get to know you. So we're just going to keep at it. So today's show, today's show is about fishing. And I don't know how many of you out there uh, fish or like, I know there's a few of you. I know there's a few of you. If you fish the Bay Area waters and you watch YouTube, you'll definitely know who this guy is. We're talking to Adam from Die Hard Fishing. He's got over 12 million views and almost... 70,000 subscribers. So I think if the infatuation nation comes through for you, uh, if we all just hit like right now and subscribe, you'll hit 70,000 by tonight. That would be great. Calling it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we're talking to Adam. Hey Adam, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing well. It's, you know, well, I don't know if I should say what what date we're recording this, but it's 2-22-22 today. So if your lucky number is two, then today's your day. This is the day. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not a good day for fishing, though. The wind is out and the, true, and the yes. air is a little cold. Yeah. But a good day to buy a lottery ticket and pick all twos, all the twos. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so we're talking to Adam from Die Hard Fishing. Uh, it's a YouTube channel. It is, what would you say? Uh, it's It lives up to his name. It's, it's called Die Hard Fishing, and that's pretty much what you do. You do a little cooking. How would you describe your show? It's basically uh, a fishing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's fishing. I don't want to sugarcoat it too much, I guess, but yeah, it's fishing. I, the, the name itself, it's funny. I kind of just like, literally I, I, when I made the channel way back when, like one night I was like, uh, I have no idea what to name it. Let's just, I don't know, for some reason that name came to mind and then I just rolled with it. It's been there fishing ever since, but um, but yeah, it's just fishing mostly in the Bay Area. Um, like lately, I guess in the last few years, I really picked up kayak fishing. So there's a lot of kayak fishing on there. Um, For sure. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you know, this is not the first time we've met. Easy, really? <laughs> no, I've actually met you a, a few times. I think maybe okay. maybe two or three times. For the first time, I don't know if you, you won't remember this, but it was at Shadow Cliffs. Okay. December 2020. Okay. You were trolling around. I think you were trolling on the old one. On the, you were pedaling around. Probably, yeah. And uh, so my cousin, we were in the porta boat, and okay. we were we were slain on the power bait in the corner. Yeah, you guys were anchored, like sitting in one spot, right? Okay. Yeah, and you kept you kept doing laps, looking angry as you went <laughs> by. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, I'm 
working my butt off doing wasting my time and you guys are just sitting back there just bringing them in left and right yeah the, the key the key is the power bait adam <laughs> <laughs> okay i do you know i do remember that that porter boat and that uh yeah i can't say that i remember seeing you or remembering your name or anything but but i do remember yeah, no that. we didn't we didn't really you did interact the one time you did say hey save some for me once <laughs> as you as you rode by <laughs> and my and my nine-year-old said how's it going <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so that was and then i've, I've met you at you know some of uh these yeah. when yeah, you've yeah, done the street fairs and yeah. stuff i've walked by your booth but yeah. uh it's nice to fi- finally meet you yeah and uh, and coming along on the ride is super producer intern Madison. Hey, Madison. Hi, everyone. I, I wanted to get Madison on here because otherwise just be two dudes talking fishing and I don't know Boy. how interesting that would be. <laughs> but uh, so Madison, how much fishing have you done? Have you caught any uh, 35-pound halibut? Absolutely not. Um, maybe a surf perch? Wait, actually, earlier you were asking me if I have any fishing experience and I don't, but my brother, we were like camping once. And he found a stick and attached a string to it and a hot dog. And they were like trying to catch crayfish when we were like eight or something. And, and we actually did. Yeah. No, that, the hot dog is a secret bait for the, for the <laughs> exactly. crayfish. Exactly. Fun times. No, nah, no. Nah, yeah. Okay. So you got, you got a little experience. You got a line on a stick. That, exactly. That sounds like how everyone gets started on fishing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Well, we'll talk a little bit about beginners and, and getting started, but I wanted to do, you know, we are the Infatuation Podcast, and so I wanted to do a little history of fishing in California and talk about the history that goes along with it, because it goes way back. It goes way back to, to the 1850s, what I was able to find. And have you ever um, have you ever been up to China Camp in San Rafael? I have, yeah. Yeah, it's just, I didn't know it was there. I didn't know it existed. I was just driving along that road one time. <laughs> And I saw a sign that said China Camp. I was like, huh, I'm Chinese. <laughs> so, so I said, let me go check out this place and find out what it is. And it's this little park. It's a little state park uh, in San Rafael, kind of off the beaten track. And you go there and it's on the water there. And there's some history, some signs that, with a little bit of history there. And evidently, there were at one time, there were a couple hundred people living there and fishing. And they were, they were shrimping. Mm, yeah. You know what? Would it be grass shrimp? What do you think they'd be getting? Yeah, probably grass shrimp. It's it's not like the numbers that they had. Like they had pictures of these guys pulling in huge, huge yeah. like baskets full of these shrimp, and they would dry them in the sun there, and you know, sunny San Rafael. They dried there on the beach, and then they send it back to China. So it was a, uh, it was quite a little establishment because I, you know, the Chinese came to California to look for gold and. That didn't always work out or literally didn't pan out for them. Um, and so they were just looking for other income. And, they, you know, a lot of the folks came from southern China, which is known for fishing and, and liking fish. And so they kind of started that industry. And then um, down in Monterey, there's this place called China Point. Mm-hmm. Another Chinese reference. <laughs> and it's right. It's where Cannery Row is now. But they had a couple hundred Chinese people there looking for everything from squid to flounder to cod and the the big one that that the europeans didn't do was abalone and so the the asians were like "Ooh, abalone you know this is good stuff and so they were doing the abalone i bet back then you could just like you know any kind of low tide just walk around and scoop yeah, up probably yeah, all a over dozen, the you know, back in 200 years ago yeah and well so 160 years ago 
And so, yeah, so there was a place called China Point, a couple hundred folks down there. And then um, in the early 1900s, I don't know this place at all, but it's in Terminal Island in San Pedro, uh, L.A. Harbor. There was these, there were these big tuna um, canneries there or fisheries there. And they, they invited folks from Japan to come because the Japanese are really good at tuna fishing and sardine fishing. And so they recruited fishermen from Japan to come to California in the 1900s. So there were, you know, in the Filipino community has always been a, a fishing king. All these islands, right? Anytime you're in the islands in the mm-hmm. South China Sea or, you know, so Hong Kong, you have uh, Japan, the Philippines, like, you know, Indonesia is just all islands, right? Mm-hmm. And so these are the great fishing culture, some of the great fishing cultures of the world. And they ended up in America. A lot of them end up in America and, and just did what they knew. And so we have a, you know, we have 160 years of fishing history along the beach uh, of here in California and boats. And um, even today, you know, if you go out, uh, what do you see when you go out kayaking? It's it's heavily Asian uh, guys out there, some some women too, but heavily Asian guys out there fishing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's probably uh, yeah, majority definitely Asian males. Um, yeah. I mean, if you, I think you're probably going to touch on later, but if you look at the YouTube community, um, <laughs> it's almost a hundred percent might be a little bit over the, you know, the grand whatever ratio or percentage or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah. so I think that's probably a, a key, uh, a determining factor. Maybe the dem- the demographics yeah. of folks fishing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and even on the party boats, like I, I, you know, I go out on the on the charter boats sometimes, and a lot of the captains are are Japanese or Chinese. Mm-hmm. One of the have you ever fished with Jay Yokomizu? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually uh, so, uh, even as a kid, I was in this uh, fishing club with my dad, and um, it's like this Japanese. There's all these Japanese guys basically in a, in in the fishing club. I don't know. Um, and every year up until like, well, when COVID hit, they kind of messed everything up, but every year they would go, they would charter that boat with, um, with him and yeah, we'd go fishing it. Like, so I went with him at least once a year, uh, on that trip. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he's one of those guys that, you know, he likes to do like the potluck where it's just live bait (laughs) and you just catch whatever's biting that day. Yeah. 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 He used to. He used to like it when we go because the, uh, like, well, cause we're all a club, right? So we all know each other and we also do a potluck. So we brought all this like really good food. We we're probably eating like kings out there and it's probably the <laughs> best he ate all, all year was with us. But yeah, um, but yeah. 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 No, it, it's fun going out with those guys. And, uh, well, we can, t- we can mention some of the other guys out of Half and Bay. You got Chris Chang or, uh, Alan Chin and El- Emeryville also on Tiger Fish bunch of captains out there and then the youtubers so this last couple years the pandemic i i would say is kind of how i found you guys you know we're all sitting at home and we're like what can we do that can social distance right and what can we do that you know is not um gonna be dangerous to do or you know and so a lot of us just watch youtube and we found a bunch of different channels so i i, I personally want to thank you for uh for doing what you do because my daughter, so my dad got me in, you know, similar story to you, right? My dad got me into fishing and um, my daughters were never really into it, 
but they love YouTube. <laughs> and so I started watching you guys on YouTube and then they started watching. And so that's where my my daughter got kind of into it. And so she's come out with me a couple of times. We, you know, we haven't done anything hardcore, but we'll just, we'll go to, you know, we live in San Francisco, so we'll just go off the piers and, and jig up some perch or, you know, whatever, you know, snare some crabs, stuff like that. And then you'll, she'll go to Shadow Cliffs with me. Not this year, but she'll go to Shadow Cliffs with me and get some some planted trout and stuff like that. And so, uh, yeah, so watching you guys and, you know, Taku and Matts and Nickfish and, and all you guys who go out there and, you know, you tell the story and you, and you kind of, they're quick hits, you know, what are they, 12 to 30 minutes long, most of your videos yeah. and... You know, there's not a not a ton of sitting around. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, well, they got another fish. Hey, I got another fish. So hey. for kids, it makes it look super exciting <laughs> and, and fun. Yeah, I mean, fishing <laughs> is just, uh, I guess, on the lower end of in terms of action. So we can kind of take eight hours and boil it down into twelve minutes. It seems a little more exciting, more maybe for the lesser. <laughs> you know, if you're not as interested in fishing, at least you kind of bear through it. But but yeah. No, it's, it's been fun. And, uh, I actually, it's funny you mentioned that you, you started watching during quarantine. Cause I actually, um, like I did, I started my channel before COVID, you know, and I did it for three years just for fun. Basically, you know, I had a regular day job as well. And then I, you know, committed to starting for doing it full time. And then COVID struck like literally I think it was either two weeks or one or two weeks after that. So, um, I mean, I, maybe it kind of ended up working in my favor because not you weren't the only one who you know went to YouTube once yeah. once all that started going down. But, um, but yeah, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because all the timing of everything was was uh, interesting. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's a, it's a huge service too because you know we all learn we learn from our dads. But if you don't have a dad who fishes, you know, how are you going to learn how to tie knots? How are you going to learn about gear? Yeah. And then more, most importantly, how are you going to learn where to go? And YouTube university, man, it's like, yeah. they got everything. And, you know, knowing where to go or just getting started is something that you'd have to go to a tackle shop. And sometimes those guys would be patient with you. And sometimes they wouldn't Yeah. about what kind of gear to get and stuff like that. Or, you know, you, you just go to Dick's or Big Five or something like that, and, and those guys often don't know much at all. But then YouTube has guys on the water showing you what to do, showing you, you know, yeah. what baits they're using. Yeah, it's and, funny. And I was it's just, helped a lot. Yeah, I was just telling, um, I was doing on this live video with this other YouTuber down south. Is, uh, his name's Edward. His channel's called Hook to Cook. But anyways, um, yeah, I was like, we, we said like the same exact thing where I was like, yeah, like both me and him were, lucky enough that our dads were you know into fishing and they took us fishing as kids and kind of showed us a little bit about fishing basically um but not everyone is that lucky and i feel kind of like i'm almost giving back to fishing even though i'm not a dad myself and i you know i'm not trying to replace all the dads out there but but i think uh the videos you know youtube videos or youtube in general is kind of it gets gets you started and even for me like my dad never took me like for example steelhead fishing i didn't know anything about steelhead fishing but through youtube and just kind of learning on my own i was able to kind of yeah well at least through youtube i was able to get a head start if you like whereas if i just went out there with no knowledge i would have been i would have been so far behind wasting hours and hours out there 
So yeah, I think yeah, that, that part is cool. Frustrated. Where, yeah. Yeah. I think that part's cool where I can kind of, I don't know, I guess I feel, I don't know if it's real or not, but I feel like I'm kind of giving back to the fishing community or whatever. They're hopefully getting some kids excited about fishing. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure there's been a bump. Don't, don't you think? I mean, yeah, I don't, I have well, no evidence, but <laughs> I don't have any evidence either, but I feel like, uh, I don't know if it's just cause I hang out with a bunch of fishermen now, but I feel like <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, like no one really talked about fishing. I don't know. It was like not really a cool thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Madison will know, but, um, yeah, <laughs> like I feel like now maybe it's not like the coolest thing in the world, but you know, it's not you're not a loser if you go fishing on the weekend or something. <laughs> yeah, I honestly feel like I know a lot of people my age who fish. Yeah. So yeah, so I feel like it's getting cooler. I don't know. Maybe that's just Yeah, me. and yeah, and you've inspired Mr. Chin's daughter, so that's one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least. One at a time. One exactly. at a time. Madison, what would it take you to get on the water? What um, I don't know. This is gonna sound really like mean and prejudiced, but Fishing to me sounds so unappealing because it's just like you're in the middle of a stinky place. It's like sitting there for a long time. It just like doesn't really sound fun to me. Like, like I'm genuinely curious. Why do you guys like to fish? Because like in Adam's background, I can see like a vibrant fish picture. Are, are you, is it like your favorite animal? Do you just like the free food or is it just like a calming experience for you? Um, the good question. I think for me, well, one, I, I grew up fishing, like I said, my dad took me, so I, that probably helped, but I feel like, um, I think there's multiple things, but you know, you get outside, I like the outside and you know, you say it's a stinky place, but not always stinky. <laughs> Sometimes it can yeah. be, but, uh, but yeah, no, I like the outside. Um, you know, you get some exercise. I feel like that's always good. Um, the free fish is always good. But I think the main thing that I like about fishing is the like the challenge of trying to figure out what's gonna you know how you're gonna get whatever fish you're going for. I don't know. That's Interesting. Just yeah, no, I, prob- I, I agree. I with probably all just this. sounded really not cool there to all the <laughs> no, younger audience. No, no there, Madison, but. you don't know the feeling of something pulling on the other end of the line. It's it's pulling. It's tugging on it. There's something about your adrenaline gets going and you feel like a genius. You feel <laughs> like you, 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 you solved a Rubik's cube or something. You feel like you solved a puzzle. And, and then when you come home, if you bring it home, right, you come home with the, with the bounty, you're like a hero. Got it. The gratification. Yeah. yeah. I think we got to get you on the, you know, we could just go down to aquatic park medicine and we'll just go. <laughs> Maybe. Our school, our school is right. We overlook aquatic park in San Francisco. Okay. We're right across the street from Ghirardelli Square, Galileo High School. So we, we can walk down after school. We can walk down with a sabiki rig, maybe a little, a little shrimp and a crab ring. Yeah. So like we can right now, totally. right now, um, well, it's kind of like tailing off, but right now it's late. like the herring spawn is happening kind of, you know, it's kind of end of the herring season. So I don't know if you've seen the, any of those videos or not, but uh, earlier in the year, maybe like a month or two ago, I caught some right behind the chase center. So not oh. too far, I think, well, maybe a little bit of a, a, a journey south. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're around. They probably, co- they probably come into aquatic park. Yeah. They, they probably, yeah, I assume they're there. At they're some all point. over. Yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I've always thought about starting the Galileo Fishing Club. We'll, we'll see. Because, <laughs> you know, on the Muni Pier, you don't need a license, right? Yeah, that's true. And if you're under 16, you it's don't need 16. a license either. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure that would be a huge hit. <laughs> yeah, Galileo. <laughs> I, I don't know. You sound a little sarcastic. I, no, <laughs> like maybe. I think Madison wants to be the president of the club. Me too, definitely. <laughs> yeah, all right. It looks good on My your resume. My new hobby. I think on your transcript, that would look dope. I think the colleges would be like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. How do you know the fishing club? <laughs> like, okay, sort of by like, I don't know what you call it. It's not AT&T Park anymore. What is it? Uh, the, yeah, Ch- uh, Oracle. Oracle Park. Oh, that's what he was saying. Okay, yeah, I've seen people in boats. That yeah. seems fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, rather than standing on like, a pier dock thing like that right. actually seems enjoyable no but you're thinking of a yacht though. <laughs> no not a yacht they're like these little boats right okay. sometimes right. the ball goes in them yeah yeah those are kayaks yeah yeah Perfect. so like one time i was actually like i went out there during a giant scheme and that's like mm-hmm. if you're not really into fishing you just want to go hang out that's the time to go because it's like yeah. almost like a party out there oh okay yeah all right. I think I think we're planning the seed, Adam. I think we I think another half hour of this, I think she's coming on board exactly. the fishing train here. So let's uh let's ask Adam a little bit about himself so the audience can get to know him and uh and his career as a professional YouTuber. I think this will be fun. First question is were you born in the Bay Area? So I was born I don't even know if you consider this Bay Area, but um like Salinas area near Monterey. Okay. Um I think it's part of the, maybe the South, South Bay area. Um, and I was born there and grew up there and I fished there a lot as a kid. Um, and then after, after that, I went to college in, at Santa Clara University, um, which is obviously in Santa Clara. That's definitely in the Bay area. And I've basically been in that, lived in that area ever since then. Um, yeah. Fishing all around that, the, the area. What did you study? Was it like still related to marine life stuff or something totally different? Um, it was actually, well, kind of. So Santa Clara University didn't have a marine biology program, which is what I would have loved to do. Um, but I did environmental science was my, um, my major and I minored in biology and economics. So, All right. so yeah, it, it's kind of related. <laughs> actually, it's funny because when I, graduated college i just i worked in sales for like a tech company um and basically didn't use any of that but now i i kind <laughs> of use a little bit of it so i feel like i'm getting some use out of my tuition money now <laughs> yeah so you're just fishing out you're working and you're fishing on weekends and filming it here and there yeah after i, got, I actually it's funny when i was at santa clara i I did very little fishing, actually, which is kind of weird thinking about now. I don't know how I survived, but um, <laughs> but yeah, then once I graduated, I, I worked just a regular nine to five, you know, Monday to Friday job. And I basically, I fished probably once, once on the weekend and maybe once or twice, like before or after work when, when during the summer, when the days are longer. Um, there was a couple of times when I like came into work, probably smelled like fish, which uh, <laughs> I feel bad for people who had to sit near me or the, the cubicles next to me, but you know, that's how it was for then. And then, yeah, like I said, I, I, uh, so I did my YouTube just for fun or like on the side or whatever. 
for three years um, while I was working in that corporate job. What was the like? What was the ultimate turning point in your YouTube career where you were like, "I can do this full time"? Were you like making the same amount of money you did at your corporate job? Did you like get a certain amount of subscribers? Yeah, I think um, uh, it's funny. I don't know if there was like a certain like time or day when I was like, I could do this. I always felt like I could, um, but I guess I was like validated when um, when I was started, like basically when I made as much money as I did before in my corporate job, I was like, okay, this was, this was like a good choice to go try and do this. And I've basically, um, how do you say it? Like I executed my plan, I guess you could say. To, yeah. To well, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. What, what, what does a, a week in the life of Adam look like? Uh, die hard fishing. How often are you on the water? What, what kind of hours are you putting in? Um, so that's another thing I probably should have mentioned that earlier, but, um, I always tell people now, if you think about like fishing time and driving time, editing time, like you, everything that I, all the hours that I put in that eventually, you know, contribute to the channel. I work way more hours now than I did in my 40 hour a week, you know, corporate job. But, but I, I say that very lightly, I don't know, cause it's hard to consider fishing as work even now. Um, so yeah, I would say I fish on average, maybe three times a week. And then, um, the other two days a week are like resting some, cause some of my fishing days go like, I don't know, 12 to, I've even done some days where it's like driving, fishing, driving like 18 hours. So, yeah. um, so yeah, <laughs> some of those days car. in between are, <laughs> are resting and editing and just doing other stuff. You know, I have like uh, merch, for example, that I ship out every once in a while. So that, that doesn't take up very much nice. time, but that is what I do on the, those other two days. And then I try my best not to do much on the weekend in terms of, you know, darn fishing, I guess. So. Do you eat all the fish you catch? Um, I, we, so me and my wife, we eat a good portion of it. Um, I do also, I'm, like Curtis was saying, uh, most of my family is in the same boat. They're happy to get free crab or fish or whenever they can. So um, I do, whenever there's like family get togethers, I usually bring some kind of fish or crab or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, whatever we don't eat, I give to family and friends, but um, I'd say we eat probably like 70% of the fish I catch. So we're, we eat quite a mm. bit of fish. Yeah. Let's talk a little fishing. Sure. <laughs> All right, Madison, take some notes on this. This is <laughs> yes. uh, good information coming your way. Uh, so here in California, we have seasons, you know, and we have migrations. And there are definitely times of year where you can get certain kinds of fish and sometimes a year you can't. So uh, I was thinking we could break it down by the calendar a little bit. So we're we're right in the towards the end of winter right now. But let's let's go back to December and talk about what 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 are like the main catches you would do in the winter. Yeah. So so the Bay Area, I think we're really lucky. Well, fishermen are really lucky in the Bay Area that there's always something to catch. Because some other parts of the yeah. country or world, like during winter, they're either ice fishing or sitting in a cabin for 
anyways, for here, uh, during the winter, I think the two biggest ones are if you're fishing on the beach, there's surf perch. Um, you know, that, that is most popular during the winter. And then probably the main thing is crab, which yeah. everyone, I don't know. I don't know if I've met many people that don't like crab. Some of the people are allergic to it, which is another story. But if you actually can't eat it and don't like it, I don't know about that. Um, yeah. But mm, well, that would I, be me. Oh, no. really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Like in sushi, I like it. Uh-huh. That's it. Okay. I like it. I, I just don't like all the work. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, yeah, if, that's true. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why I'm not a seafood person. Have you ever eaten like crab cakes? Yeah. And you're not not a big fan? Yeah, I'm not a big fan, <laughs> but it seems like, like, I feel like seafood is such, like, a fancy food, you know? <laughs> so, like, I sort of want to like it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I can see why it's not for everyone, but, but yeah, it, that is the crowd pleaser, though. You know, if you, like mm-hmm. I said, if I bring crabs over to my in-laws, you know, I score huge brownie points yeah, with that, them, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I stand corrected. Not everyone likes it, but a lot of people like it. <laughs> Yeah. And that one, that one really blew up. I think during the pandemic, you know, I, I, I think the beaches got, you know, combat yeah. fishing, you were shoulder to shoulder on the beaches. Yeah. Well, the crab is nice cause, um, you can get it from shore. So I, I mean, not everyone has a kayak or can afford a kayak or even wants a kayak or a boat for that matter. So the fact that you can get it from shore or from a pier or jetty or whatever, I think that that helps the popularity and then earlier in the season when they're always having these disputes or or, you know the whales or something like that the the stores don't have it or if they do it's coming from alaska and it's like 20 bucks a pound or something like that (laughs) and so you know the the cheap guys out there like you know what i'm just gonna go to the beach and throw some squid out there and yeah snare a few of them like it's not hard to catch well yeah i don't know what you consider hard but like i feel like just the average person could go out there and catch a crab I don't know. It's not not as difficult yeah. as some of the other kinds of fish. So, not a ton of skill. Yeah, <laughs> just throw it out there and wait and pull it in, and see what happens. Like some fish, like for example, salmon. I feel like are a lot harder to just go and catch yeah. one. You know, and once you get better, yeah. obviously you catch more. But but for crab, like I feel like it's not. You can watch a YouTube video and go get one yourself. Like it's not, <laughs> not that hard. All right. Well, another segue. Speaking of salmon, let's talk about spring fishing. Yeah. So, what what's some what stuffs coming up in March and April? May? Yeah. So, um, starting in usually in April, it depends on the year. Sometimes the seasons get delayed, but uh, in April is usually the start of salmon season in the Bay Area, which is probably the biggest one of the biggest other than crab um, seasons. And then there's also uh, rockfish and lingcod open also usually in april depending on the season um so those are like the two main inshore uh, and then maybe towards the end of spring maybe like june or may, may or june um the halibut start coming in in better numbers um so actually right now they're just starting to catch some in the bay so and they're they're there all year round but for whatever reason they i think they eat more during the warmer months or the more active during the warmer months so um, once it starts warming up, they start catching more of those. Yeah. Um, so, or, or maybe the big ones come in from the ocean. Yeah, it's true. Like, I'm yeah. not. I, I'd be interested. I would love to tag a halibut and see where it swims through its lifetime because I don't know how. 
often they like go in and out of the bit like do they go in and out every year to spawn or Yeah, I don't know I don't but but yeah this you're, you're right the more bigger ones maybe they're coming in to the to the bay during that time um so yeah know. i guess Yeah, if i had for three three fish species it would be halibut uh, salmon and rockfish for the spring i would yeah, say that's that, that's kind of the uh, for a lot of people that's you know it's like opening day of baseball. You know, yeah, <laughs> when you do when the salmon season is like you know the the there's 20 boats lined up at the boat ramp yeah and that, that's the yeah one i used people to are excited like i was saying i used to or when i was a kid i grew up in salinas so like our closest harbors were like monterey and moss landing and santa cruz probably um and i remember like every day uh so actually where i went and i went to middle school in in moss landing and uh, i remember every opening day when i would take the bus to school the the trailers were lined up for like a i don't know it seemed like miles down the road on the side of the road yeah 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 no there you know there's people there at you know 1201 yeah right like just trying to get out there yeah yeah so they, they don't people don't mess around when it comes to salmon yeah no, no 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 don't get don't get in the way of the salmon fishermen yeah <laughs> yeah and then in the summer it's kind of the same but there's a couple couple yeah well, i know one species yeah that's bigger in the summer yeah so the, yeah like you said there's some overlap and definitely all three of those that i just mentioned go into the summer but um also if you go back to the surf i'd say striped bass is a big summer species yeah it'd be one of the main ones at least in this area that i can think of during Yeah. the summer um And if you're lucky enough to to run into a school of striped bass on the beach, oh, it's <laughs> yeah it's game on. It's so much fun. yeah It is so striper much fun to catch a striped bass. striper is fine i used like when i like i said when i was a kid you used to do a lot of surf fishing um i didn't have kayak and my dad never had boat or anything like that so um we did a lot of perch fishing and then striper was like my the big draw for me um i used to go Yeah. i remember after my senior year of high school i worked in for that summer before college i worked at this pizza restaurant um and i worked from i think 2 p.m till it closed so like 2 to 10 or whatever and then every almost every morning i, I went fishing to the beach so i i like that whole summer was like i don't know i didn't see i didn't have any friends i don't know i was i was you know a loser during that time i guess but uh yeah i would, I would fish like six to noon go home shower go to work two to ten go to sleep and then do it all over i feel like i like if i would have done youtube during that time i kind of pumped out so many videos but that's okay <laughs> it was a fun summer Yeah, that that is a fun time to surf fish yeah for sure. And then fall's kind of the same, but mostly rockfish. What do you do in the fall? yeah more rockfish i think is a probably the main one during the fall like it's the end of Uh, halibut, salmon, those kind of all taper off. And then I guess, I don't know when the fall ends, but crab starts in November. Um, so Yeah. Yeah. that's probably the next one starting. Um, It's the cycle yeah. of life, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It just keeps going around. So just different things to look forward to during the year. Do you have a favorite fish to catch? I feel like it changes. Like it's always the next one that's coming up, but right now I think my favorite fish, um, Well, at least my favorite two fish, maybe it would be salmon and steelhead. Yeah, like a ocean salmon and a river steelhead. Yeah, because uh, I don't know. I think, well, the challenge is probably the main thing because they're a little bit more challenging to catch. Um, and then for salmon, just 
I like eating salmon too. So that, that's yeah. a nice bonus. The payoff is there. Yeah. 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 So now, Maddie, you got to watch some of these earlier videos with Adam or, or maybe Taku on, on these pedal kayaks trying to catch a king salmon in the ocean. And there's these rules like you can't use, like a hook has this thing on the end called a barb. And it kind of holds the fish on there. But for salmon, they don't want you to catch them unless they're they're big enough. So you want to be able to release them. So you have to use these things called barbless hooks. So the salmon can slip off of there if, if you lose like tension on it. So these guys, they'll hook a salmon and then they just start pedaling like crazy. <laughs> you got you to watch these YouTube videos where they just catch one and they're, they're, they're so excited. Their adrenaline is running. They're just pedaling as hard as they can, holding the salmon. And then they'll lose like... What was it? Was it 2019, 2020 you had this year where you yeah, just kept losing oh man, them? Yeah, it was and... so bad. I, don't, I think it was, <laughs> yeah, I forget. Well, yeah, I tried to block it out of my memory now, but <laughs> yeah, like the, it's, it doesn't sound that big of a deal, but like if you don't fish very much, but like when you have the, the regular hooks that you can use for most fish, like you don't lose very many. Maybe you lose like 10% if that, if you're, you know, doing everything right. But when you don't have that little, barb on there it's like that little thing makes such a big day. i feel like you lose uh, at least maybe a third of the even if you do everything right you lose at least a third of them um and yeah. that particular year i think i was losing over half of them so <laughs> that was a tough time <laughs> all right guys back at you another salmon video well i shouldn't really say another vi salmon video i haven't really had any salmon videos um, you've seen a few of my struggles. I lost a drone trying one time. I, uh, I lost a good, good fish when I was out here with Outdoor Chef Life. And there's been countless other, I think at least five other trips where I just didn't catch anything, so I didn't make a video. So anyways, it's been a tough year so far for me. Today's a new day. We'll see if we can make it happen. My, my strategy today is well, my strategy previously has been kind of just grinding it out. I mean, I've been out here eight hours almost every day. I've been trying for salmon, but today I'm gonna try something a little different. I'm gonna try to really fish hard for like four hours, three or four hours. And hopefully it can uh, change our luck a little bit and we'll see. Something on there. Oh yeah, there it is, right on the surface. Oh yeah, it's the salmon, 100%. Now he's waking up. I'm on, James. Oh, nice. Okay, don't lose it. <laughs> hey, don't jinx me. So, salmon fishing, we're using barbless hooks, so the, the key the like number one thing to keep in mind when you're fighting is, is keeping that tension. Don't jump. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. oh yes! We got him! Oh, yes! Yes! Oh. I did it. That was a questionable net job at best. Oh, but I got it done! We got it done. That was, that was hectic. And it's not a huge one, I'm not gonna lie. This is probably like a 28 or so incher, but they did a keeper. We got the monkey off of our back. Woo! 
Oh, we did it. Oh man, and and then and then you you know it's hard because you're, you're you're by yourself and you, you're trying to net it with one hand, and you're pedaling and you're holding this yes. you know eight eight and a half foot rod in your other hand, and the fish is pulling and shaking his head, and you got to keep it. And so the adrenaline. So as a viewer, it's good. It's good television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're watching at home. Yeah, and we're rooting you on, and then you lose it, and we're hurting with you. <laughs> so it it makes for a really good video. Wait, so it's is it typical for fishers to paddle? I mean, like drive the boat while you're. Yeah, so like, it is uh, for this particular for salmon fishing in particular, it, it is common. Like for other fish, you can just kind of like drift with the currents, but this particular one, it's a little more effective to drive with with your baits in the water. So it's like basically your stuff is moving through the water. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but, and then when you actually hook it, like you're fighting it, you still keep driving because it keeps the tension on the, you know, from, from the fish or the line from getting loose. <laughs> it's hard to explain. That's so hard. It's, it's really it's, hard. It's yeah. so much harder from the kayak too, because uh, yeah. like when you're on a boat, there's multiple people, one person can drive the boat. And also it's, you know, motor powered, which now I have a motor powered kayak where I'm kind of cheating, but anyways, it's, it's a lot easier when there's one person driving, <laughs> one person, you know, reeling in the fish and then another person netting it. But when you're on the kayak, there's no motor. So you're, it's all foot power. And then also you're doing all three mm -hmm. things by yourself at once. So, yeah. so it's a challenge, yeah. but, but like I was saying, that's part of the reason why I like it. So. And there's filming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I went and added another aspect, I guess, by starting a YouTube mm -hmm. channel. <laughs> yeah. No, I can imagine because, you know, like for, for most of us out there, most of us average Joes out there, you know, we, we mess up all the time, you know, tangled, snags, <laughs> you know, miscat. Like my first time surf casting for crab, you know, I'm super excited wind up just toss it just send my you know snap the leader <laughs> and send the trap 200 feet into the ocean and then i was yeah. like i'm good that, you know i'm thinking good thing no one's videoing this right because it's super <laughs> embarrassing but for you guys you're out there and that's part of the gig right it's part of the the charm of it is seeing you guys mess up here and there and yeah. prove that you're human and yeah i mean you know, uh, technically we could edit all of that stuff out but i i, I like to leave most of that stuff in there because i don't know it, like i don't want to create this false impression that I never lose any fish or anything. So, so yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think it makes people like you better yeah. too. Like that there's one video with, it, there's another guy named Matt, a uh, fisherman's life and, and he's out there salmon fishing on this little portable boat. <laughs> <laughs> he's so seasick. <laughs> that was the best, that was the best 20 minutes of video though. He's just cussing at the waves and cussing <laughs> at the fish. And he's like, I don't even cuss like this. I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> No, because that would be me. Yeah, it's bad. Like if you get once you get seasick, you're you're just yeah, you know, it's no fun. I get no seasick recovery. too sometimes, and yeah, there's no. It's literally uh, the worst feeling ever. Is the worst. But you, but he's on camera <laughs> and he's trying to catch a fish and he's ten miles offshore and no, he's five miles offshore. You know, he was way out there in that little boat too. Uh, yeah, man. I know. It's, so. it's it's kind of funny because he's he's like literally, you know completing one of the hardest things to do in fishing but he still feels terrible because of the season so yeah uh but we love you matt you 
you got a favorite video, Adam? What, what's your... Like, how many do you have? You have 300 videos? How many videos you got? You know, I'm not sure. I should look. Probably <laughs> uh, probably around 300 somewhere. I don't know. Um, like, yeah. But I'd say my favorite one... Well, it's pr- like it's hard. Like, like, I just put it out, so I don't know if it's fair. Maybe it's just fresh in my mind. But my steelhead one that I just did... Yeah. Um, is probably... is my favorite i put it's well, i put the most effort into the video itself like editing and you know putting yeah. all the b-roll and stuff in it but that was that's my favorite video right now and, and probably my most or my favorite or most proud of catch i guess i've ever had on youtube yeah that was cool um that was cool but yeah like and it might that might be once of a lifetime yeah right? i mean so like oh just like if you haven't seen the video it's like i tried to catch this this particular fish, a steelhead in the Bay area. And there's not that many in the Bay area, um, before, like maybe 60 years ago or 50 years ago. I don't know. There was, there was a bunch of them, I guess, but they kind of like, because there's less water now and just more fishing and less regulation. There's not as many now I'd say like the river that I caught one caught this fish from, um, I talked to like a department of fish and game person, last year and they said that in this whole river out of all the fishermen for the whole season i think they recorded like eight total fish caught in the river um yeah so yeah anyways this this one i tried to like last year i tried and then i kind of put it all into a video where it was over a year it took me to catch this one fish and yeah it was i i tell people now like you know it was a struggle but that made it you know, memorable and probably one of my more yeah. proud of fish now. So, so yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah, everyone should go check that one out. It's cool. Cause you'll learn a lot too. I think in that video of just kind of the, the things that have to fall into place, you know, we have to have a rainy season, yeah. you have to have, you yes, know, just be in the right true. place, right time. Yeah. Uh, and I like, I, I'm probably kind of proud of it cause you can, well, I don't know if I did the best job of showing it in the video, but I just felt like I started with like no knowledge basically at all of catching a certain mm-hmm. kind of fish and just kind of progressively learned, learned, learned until I was able to finally get one. And I don't know. That's yeah. I that, like now I'm kind of, uh, I feel like when I, when people ask me about fishing, I always thought like, even if you're not catching anything, you're always learning every time you go. And yeah. the more that you don't catch one, the more proud of you're going to be when you finally do catch one because you, you know, the struggle that it took to get there. I feel like it's hard to yeah. replace that. That's yeah, a for good sure. Perspective. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I, I think it translates to other stuff too, not just fishing. So. Yeah. Sure. Um, what, what recommendation do you have for someone who's, who knows nothing, but wants to get started? What, what would you tell this person? Um, Interesting. I, uh, well, obviously it helps to watch a lot of YouTube now. <laughs> there like you it's go. It's nice to have that resource. Um, so yeah, I would just start with something a little bit easier. Like you don't want to invest a lot of money when you're just starting fishing. So like, don't go buy a $500 pole, just get, get something that, you know, will work for, you know, low budget, I guess. And like, go, go try, go to the fish, the beach, this is kind of how I started as a kid. Um, like it's easy to get to, you don't have to make a big investment, you know, you can, and there's plenty of fish to be caught right in the beach there, even 
you know, it might seem like you don't, like you need to get way out there to catch fish, but actually there's plenty of fish right in close. Um, so yeah, if you're just like new to fishing in general and you just want to go catch something, um, yeah, that's what I, I guess I would suggest that. Try, try catching some fish on the beach first in this area at least. Or trout. Trout is good too, like you were saying earlier. If you want to go try a lake, you can or get it. You can get a little setup for less than a hundred bucks, probably a big oh, five. Oh yeah, or something. definitely yeah. And the trout are like pretty similar to like perch and stuff like that, where you don't need to be like expert fishermen to catch one. They're really, <laughs> like you said, if you get some power bait, your chances are fairly good. <laughs> yeah. Some light lines, some power bait, yeah. you're good to go. I might, I might recommend something. It's more expensive, but it's also more satisfying. I think is maybe go on a go on a party boat, like a half day. Like take some dramamine, take some dramamine, go on a party boat. Like one of those inch, like the ones that there's uh, Ankeny Street in Half Moon Bay, and and he'll he'll go out inshore, you know, and just go down by the Ritz, mm-hmm. and you can rent a pole. And so it's going to cost you, you know, the whole trip, whole thing will be like 200 bucks. So it's, it's a little bit of money, but you'll, you'll almost guarantee to come yeah, home you, with a sack you, full you of fish. You should be getting fish there if you're doing that for sure. Yeah. And just and make friends with the deckhand to say, look, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm going to need your help and they'll, they'll help you tie oh, yeah. stuff. They'll help you, you know, get stuff and mm-hmm. they'll even fillet them for you or, or gut them for you mm-hmm. on the boat. But, you know, bring some cash to tip those guys. Those guys work hard. Yes, but um, that I, I feel like that's a, a high rate of success and a high that's satisfaction. True. You know, yeah. when you bring home that's the sacks of fish are heavy. By the end of the day, you know, you yeah, bringing home a sack. Yeah, full I guess of fish. if you're like you literally just want to try fishing one time to see if you're even interested in it, then yeah, that's probably the best way to do yeah. it. Because yeah, you, you can get everything you need there. Yeah, and here's a pro tip. If if you're Asian, right, and 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 you like the fish heads <laughs> for the soup and for the other stuff, right? The the deckhands will clean the fish, but a lot of guys just want the fillets, so they don't want the bodies of the fish. So mm-hmm. I went with my uh, father-in-law, and he was like, "Wait, wait, they're throwing away those heads." So he's like, "Can I have those heads?" And I was like, "Sure." So he brought home like thirty pounds full of fish heads. <laughs> yeah, even some of the guys like even like salmon, they'll they'll like get the fillet and then that's it. So yeah, like I, don't know, I like eating the collars and everything else, and especially salmon. So even if you don't yeah. catch one, I, like there's a few times back when I was a kid, I used to go on the party boats more often. I didn't catch any fish, but I still ate good that night because I just <laughs> I took the heads home. You get the collars, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, here's a here's a sad story though. So I went fishing with my dad's buddy, he's a Chinese guy. And we get we got our salmon, and he's coming in and fishing games there with their little beeper to see if their fish oh. is tagged. They have a little chip in the head, and so he catches this fish and he's bringing it in the whole fish, and it beeps. So there's a chip in the head, and the fishing game goes, "Well, we got to take the head." And he almost cried. Because <laughs> he's like, "How are you going to take the head away from a Chinese guy? This isn't right." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've he was almost in tears. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you're right. A lot of people don't like the heads, you know, but I mean, there's, you know, <laughs> they're doing it for speed. So a lot of times they're filleting these fish so fast. There's a lot of meat on those bones yeah. too. So. Oh yeah. You can make you many crap. meals out of the scraps that, that they throw away. So yeah. 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 Or, or good crab bait too. Yeah. <laughs> you can turn, yeah. You can take, turn tra- little trash and turn it into like, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of crab. So 
There you go. Yeah. Sure. All right. You've answered all of our hard questions. Are you ready for Madison's lightning round? <laughs> I, I hope so. Okay. First on the lightning round is if you could only do one type of fishing, one species of fish for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, wow. Probably salmon fishing. I don't know. It's hard yeah. for me to replace that. It seems like it's probably at the top of my list. So if I had to pick one, that'd probably be it. Plus it tastes so good. <laughs> yes. The taste, the taste is always the kicker. <laughs> okay. Thinking about iconic seafood dishes from around the world, if you could get a plane ticket and the ability to catch and have a master chef cook it for you, which destination would you choose? Sashimi in Tokyo, fish and chips in London, poke in Hawaii. Whole steamed fish in black bean sauce in Hong Kong or fish curry from Sri Lanka. Um, yeah, I think I would love to catch some kind of, I forgot what fish it's, you said, but catch something in Japan and have a sushi chef like professionally. Oh, yeah. sashimi. Sashimi, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. I would do that or the poke. Yeah. Poke. Yeah, poke is good too. too. All right. Now th these are these numbers are pretty impressive. Now, which fishing record would you most like like to break? A now these are California records. How a sixty-seven pound halibut, a four-pound two-ounce barred surf perch, or a sixty-five pound uh, king salmon. Oh these man, these are California records. You know, it's funny <laughs> you mentioned that because I, uh, I was I was actually looking at these records not too long ago because I was. I was going to try to do a video where I break one. Not not either of those three, because those would be really hard. But there's some other fish on there that like aren't, aren't, look that aren't targeted as much, I guess to say. So they, I feel like they're more attainable. But anyways, to answer your question, and I hate to keep coming back to the salmon, but I feel like to catch, yeah. a, what is it, 65 pounds? 65. Yeah. <laughs> like that, Can you if imagine? I got that, it's like might as well retire from fishing at that point. Well, that does it. Well, I got one more. I don't know if this is an interesting question. Do you guys go out to eat much or? Um, yeah. All right. The question is favorite Bay Area seafood restaurant. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. So, uh, like I said, I used to grow up in Monterey Bay Area. Um, oh, yeah. And I think our favorite seafood restaurant is Phil's Fish Market in Moss Landing. Um, uh, haven't been there. You should try it. So, it's like. Um, I don't know how to describe it, but like if you go, if you search Phil's Fish Market, I'm sure you find it, but it's kind of like on the beach ish on like anyway in Moss Landing. Um, anyways, they're like, they're famous, I think, for their Chipino. So, uh, whenever uh, my wife and I are going through there and we want to stop for food, that's what we'll stop and get. It's like a huge bowl, too. It's good, there's plenty for two people. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. our favorite. All right, yeah. All right, you survived the lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. This has been fun. I mean, I had fun. Madison, did you have fun? Yeah, now I know everything about fishing and how I can start up my fishing club. <laughs> yeah, all right. And, you know, you don't know this, but if you if you know anyone that fishes and you say, hey, I had, a, I had an hour-long conversation with Adam from Die Hard Fishing, they'll be like, what? I know. No way. <laughs> yeah they're probably like oh cool <laughs> for sure exactly 
I mean, do you feel like a celebrity? I mean, you get noticed every time you're out, right? You get recognized almost every time you're yeah, out. Yeah, right? well, it depends, right? Like, if I'm fishing, then yeah, yeah right. I pretty much get recognized every time. But um, actually, yeah, you know, well, because I started full-time right at being a shelter-in-place, so it's like, I don't know, I haven't gone out to, like, big gatherings really for a while. <laughs> but then, like, this past yeah. weekend, I just went to the farmer's market with my buddy and got recognized a couple of times, so I was like, well, maybe I maybe I am a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Legend. Legend. Um, so yeah. But uh Yeah, it was nice talking to you. Don't forget me when you break a fishing record. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Madison. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know, like uh I wish they could you could do this. Like like when you invent something or like when you discover a new fish species, you can like name it whatever you want, right? But it'd be oh, yeah. nice if, like, when I broke a record, I could be like, oh, this is the the Madison record, or I don't know. <laughs> exactly. It's the Madison. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I discover a new fish species, then I'll, I can name it, like, you know, Madison. Biggest honor of my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maddie, here's something. When you say bye to a fisherman, you got to say, hey, tight lines. That Really? That's what you say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What else can you say, Adam? Is there anything else you can say? Yeah, I don't know. Tight lines. That that's probably like the see you at the launch. <laughs> Meet me at the boat launch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Tight lines is it. All right. Don't don't be surprised if if you if you're on the kayak, you know, a mile offshore, and you see Madison's cruising by. Yep, in my little kayak. In a little kayak. I won't I won't be surprised if I see a fishing record that says angler Madison. <laughs> yeah. Sixty six yeah. pound yeah. salmon. From a kayak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. From a kayak. <laughs> she's going to be saying, how, what, how would you catch? What, what, um, what's your PB? Yeah, I'm going to be like, oh, don't ask <laughs> exactly. me. Don't ask. I just lost three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam. Thanks for coming along. Tight lines to you, my tight friend. Tight lines. All right. Tight lines to you guys, too. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Yep. Yeah, thanks, guys. Nice meeting you, Madison. Bye. See yeah, you see later. You.